0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: up, everybody? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Mundo, and you're listening to On The Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. That's what I'm talking about. Little Johnny Mundo right there. For the people listening to us, you're here, you're live on On The Mat Radio. Don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com. Check out all the latest information, all the uh, videos and stuff that they put up there since Rafael Lovato Jr., has actually, uh, for lack of a better term, given up his Bellator uh, championship. He's been doing a lot more jujitsu and a lot more training. He's really like went back to doing some training and doing some seminars and stuff like that. So every once in a while, they'll put up a little bit of uh, clips and stuff of Rafael Lovato Jr.'s uh, seminars and things like that. So you might want to check out onthemat.com as well as my lucky ghee. Dot com. Make sure you check that out. Um, Jeremy Hastings, who's one of the people that we're going to have on today, uh, is sporting the Lucky Gee. Um, when I was doing some research, I saw him, and I, and I sent him a uh, note that said, hey, man, that Lucky Gee, though, and he's like, I saw what I wear. So it's good to have somebody on that's sporting the Lucky Gee. We can talk a little bit about that, how durable they are, and things of that nature. But before we get to that, we got Vita Artillaga coming on today, Bella fighter. You know, I, we talk a lot about this on the show. I don't have Cody Rhodes with me anymore, by the way. Your host Fabi Chulo, with you. I don't have Cody Rhodes anymore. It's just me. After uh, going going around 16 years of doing this, it's just this is the first, this is the first like like the third show that I've been doing just by myself, producing, uh, running the board and stuff like that. But when I had Cody Rhodes with me, we talked a lot about that. About uh, there's there's fighters. And then there's people who fight. And Vita Artiaga is a fighter. I mean, that girl just does not back down. Uh, you know, she, she just keeps coming and coming. She, If you saw the picture that I put up on the social media, you could see, man, she was pretty busted up or whatever. But she just doesn't stop. She just keeps coming and keeps coming. And like we talked about when we were talking to some of the wrestlers, Aaron Simpson and stuff like that, we were talking about Dan Gable, how he says, I don't care. If you win or lose, I just want that person to come off the mat and say, hey, man, I never want to wrestle that dude again. So that's Vita Artiaga. She had a big fight in Bellator against uh, Alejandra Lara at the last uh, Bellator that she fought in. And, I mean, that girl hit her with everything she had, and, and Vita just kept coming and coming. So we'll talk to – she's, she's one of the people who we've had on the show because we get a lot of fighters who just kind of kind of blow us off. I mean, I get it. It's Thursday. A lot of people are training, you know, especially at this specific time that that we have the show. So I get it. So a lot of them blow me off and stuff like that. But then there's fighters like her, for example, who they'll uh, lose a fight and they'll call me or I'll send them a, a message with them like, heck yeah, man. Let me get, get on the air. Let me let people know what happened. Let them know that I'm already back in the gym training. I'm already ready for another fight. She's one of the people that I that I talk about that doesn't choose her fight fighters. Well, I think I want to fight this person, whoever's next in line. That's who she's going to fight. You know, way back in the day when uh my Esther and I were sinister, we talked a lot about Matthews because I I kind of called him a bully because he you know, he kind of pushed people around, but regardless of, of what I thought of him, he was the same way. He doesn't ask, I want to fight this person. Oh, I'll take this fight. Whoever's next in line, that's who he fights. So you have to have Respect for a fighter or somebody Like that so Vita Arteaga Coming up um, in about, about 10 minutes Or so and then we have Jeremy Hastings himself. He's today as a matter of fact he's in Colorado <clears throat> so he's Weighing in for the next fight to win I think that's Seth uh, Seth uh, who we've had on The show before that's his promotion um, And he's just I mean that dude Is just doing show after show And he's there's like 40 fights on That card it's huge so he's Weighing in hopefully he's, he's uh, Going to be done with that and get rehydrated and everything so we can talk to him a little bit about that, talk a little jiu-jitsu, talk a little jujitsu in the gi because he's got a big super fight coming up in the gi. Talk a little bit about the differences with that as we usually do on the show. And then at about the 45-minute mark, we have John Thomas coming on. Um, John Thomas coming from the Anaconda Academy, you know, Giovanni Varrella, Monster Varrella. And those guys, you know, even when I had Cody Rhodes with me, we went down to their dojo and, and, and did some filming, and they had a big judo seminar, and they're constantly, you know, is always over there uh, doing seminars, and they're constantly just just evolving. You know, it's funny, because when we first had uh, Giovanni Yan here, he said, you know, w- the way we teach our classes, whatever you go to, gi, nogi, sambo, uh, judo, jiu-jitsu... We just get there, we find out the rules. Once we know what the rules are, we're ready. They don't have to worry like to adjust or whatever. So we'll talk to we'll talk to John about that. Talk about training at the end of Academy and how how you have to be a well-rounded athlete, you know, because he does CrossFit training, which is literally right down the street from me. He, he, before, like we talked about before, back in the day, Jiu Jitsu guys would just go and go compete. They would. Their training would consist of sparring and stuff like that. But now people have strength and conditioning coaches. They go like like John CrossFit training, strength training, working specific muscles, you know, to enhance their their jujitsu. And he's, you know, he's uh, base is wrestling, which to me, which we talk about a lot on the show, that, that you need, man. I mean, all fights start on on the feet. Some of these guys drop down, but you got to have that wrestling to get the takedown, you know, change levels, and all that, and and. To get you to the promised land I mean I'm telling you it, it works I mean you know you got guys like like uh the 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 rubber guard guys you know those guys that they kind of kind of get down like that it, it, the controversy goes on here everybody says oh that's not jiu jitsu you should start on the feet they shouldn't be butt scooting. And stuff like that. For, but for a lot of people, like the Martinez brother, Gio Martinez, and and his brother, the boogeyman, Rich Martinez, you know, it works. It works for them. So you just got to kind of adapt and work around it. So we'll talk to to him about that, uh, to John about that, and about the 45-minute mark. Uh, that's why I put him on last, because I got so much to talk to him about. Talking about wrestling. Talking about working out at the Anaconda Academy. Talking about uh CrossFit training and, and things like that. So that's why I put him on last, in case we go a little bit over. We could talk a little bit more. Let me just cough real quick. <laughs> I've been sick for almost three weeks. It's, and no, it's not coronavirus. I went to the doctor. I got a little uh, bronchial asthma going, so I got to take a couple of tokes of the albuterol, but I'll be okay. But anyways, uh, so got those guys coming up. We'll talk to a little bit about them. Uh, some huge wrestling shows coming up for me. Uh, Saturday, Compton Mania. It's uh, in the city of Compton. It's a big show that... um They put together, Uh, my daughter's actually booked. I'm going with her, but then, you know, you never know. I'm actually in shape and ready to go. So if they need somebody, whatever, I'll, I'll fill some shoes if they need to. But to be honest, I'm hoping that they don't because Sunday, March 8th, and L.A. is huge. Myself and Jason Castro are going to be going up against El Chivo Cayam and Vito Fortelli, who are the Lucha Libre Alliance Tag Team Championships. They're giving us a shot at the belt. We had Cayam a couple of weeks on, ago, and, and, hey, man, he's a man of his word. He said, you know, we, we'll take on all challengers. If you want to wrestle for the belts, we'll do it. Um, in, in all fairness to him, I feel kind of bad for him because this is like one of the few times that I'm actually in shape. I've been training. I've been dieting. and and Getting getting ready because I'm in the contest that's for Nutrishop, which is a great, you know, just just a, a heck of a of a of a company that backs us and lets us do, you know, uh, whatever we want if we want to use their place to do some live broadcast, either the Downey Nutrishop or the Long Beach one. You know, they have the contest that's not just losing weight; it's measuring body fat and all that. It's the first time I've actually got into something like that, and there's two weeks left, so. Uh, it, I've been pushing it. I mean, I'm hardly getting much sleep because I got to go to the gym after I finish the radio show or after work or whatever. and pushing it, getting on the treadmill, putting in the cardio and all that. So unlucky or lucky for them, they're going to catch me in shape this Sunday. So I highly recommend if you come down and check it out because seriously, that car we talked about it is stacked. They got so many wrestlers coming from Mexico from Mexico City from Tijuana. Uh the the wrestlers from out here in LA. I mean it's it's huge. It, it this is like one of the most stacked cards that I'm gonna be a part of. So it's this Sunday, March eighth. It's at the Lucha Libre uh, Arena. It's at one three two East Florence Avenue. The doors open at five. The first match starts at six. Got that big time change coming up. So make sure if you're gonna come down, check out the show, you uh Central Clock 4, we talked about it before Huge, huge show, it's going to be The card is stacked, and they have food And they have merchandise, they got a couple Of people singing at intermission that are pretty cool So, and, you know, it's mostly In Spanish, but you, you'll get it, you'll get The gist of it, because, you know, wrestling speaks For itself, so make sure you come down, check that Out <clears throat> Anyways, real quick before we get to Vita Artiaga um, You know, big fights coming up this weekend Israel Araña is going to fight Yoel Romero, who I call you know, I call Superboy the miracle modern of, uh, modern miracle of science. Thank you, Patrick Hoyt. Uh, but that's what I call Yoel Romero. I mean, dude's 42 years old. He's in shape. I mean, that guy's never been out of shape. When you see him, he's just you know that dude is just again a wrestler. Just used to that grind. And he, and when they go and they talked about that because he has uh, he had to cut some weight. He's um, Wednesday. He still had 13 pounds to go. And he said that's nothing for him. He said that, you know, he trained so much wrestling and, and you know, uh, getting fresh guys in every minute and stuff like that, that he's able to get that weight down. So he says he, because he's missed the last couple of weights for his title shot. So he says he will definitely be ready to go. You know, I want to talk to Seth Bird uh, to, um, I'm sorry, Jeremy Hastings. And of course, John Thomas about that too, because uh, to me, you know, it 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 just seems like if he would close that distance, get him to the ground, he can pound him out, but it just seems like, for some reason, those wrestlers want to stand and show some of their power, and try to take him out on their feet, and, and you know, Israel, Adani, that guy's no joke, man, that guy could throw some some serious hands, so I'm hoping that he's going to close the distance, get him to the ground, and and take him out, so we'll pose that question to our guests today, uh, see what they think, I'll even ask Vita, uh, her her thoughts on that fight, if anything, because Vita, when she takes somebody down or whatever, it's because she's closed that distance and just ends up, you know, clinching the cage or whatever. Nine times out of ten, she's throwing hands and she's gonna keep throwing. She throws a lot of combinations, a lot of head movement, and, and you know, once they get up in the uh, uh, up against the cage, then she might take somebody down. But she just, you know, she she just comes you know, fire. So we're going to ask her about that, so let's get her thoughts on that. So we definitely look forward to that. The, the 125 pound division in the UFC is hanging by a thread. You know, I personally think they should keep it. Uh, Joseph Benavidez lost in his bid to try to get that, but you know, his opponent came in overweight. So that has a lot to do with it. So Dana's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I might keep it. I might not. I'm not even taking uh, Henry Cejudo into, into, consideration i think he's gonna probably stay at 135 go to 145 and maybe uh keep going up there uh don't i, I gotta be honest man i i, I don't like say they came out today dana white came out today and gave cejudo props saying to fight jose aldo you know we should give him respect and all. i just don't like the fact that you pick and choose who you want dana should have been the one that said no this is who you're fighting and that's that you know of course jose aldo great fighter but, you know, you got to be honest, man, he, he's had a lot of tough fights and, you know, he's, he's been around and he's taken, taken you know, a little bit of punishment here and there. And I think he's, you know, so who knows at the, at the prime, at the top of his career. So maybe I'll pose that question to a couple of our guests today, see if maybe they can, you know, kind of expand on that and give us their thoughts on that. So let me go ahead and take a, a quick break. I'll call Vita Artillaga, see if she's ready. my goodness. Like I said, <laughs> I'm, running, I'm running the board, so <clears throat> I was looking at my phone and didn't see that the song stopped, so sorry about that, but for the people listening so you're here, you're at on the mat radio with your host, Fabi Chulo, it's just me, no more Cody Rhodes producing, no more KC producing, it's just me, I got to run the board, I got to do everything here, so um, well, let's give Vita Artiaga a call, I'm going to dial her up real quick, get some of her thoughts, she's out there in Idaho, and she says she's ready to roll, so let me just punch in her number here real quick. Um, once I, I talked to Cody Rose today and I told him, Hey man, you need to uh, show me how we can call these people off the air. And then they're ready to go. Once we uh, come back on the air and he's in Arizona. and he's, He said, call me anytime, which I did. And he didn't answer. So I have to give him another call and find out what's going on. Nine and. Okay. There we go. Let me just dial that real quick. And there we go. Let's go starting it in a second. She should pick up because she just texted me back and said she's good to go. So, as we do that, just
0: put
1: this arrow right here and we're good to go.
0: <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Vita,
1: it's Fabiano. You're live on On the Mat Radio. Can you hear me?
0: I can. Hi, Fabiano. How are oh. you?
1: I am good for the people listening. So you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio. Don't forget, you can always check out onthemat.com. Check out all the latest information. And on the line with us right now, good friend of the show, somebody who uh, I talked a lot about in the opening, and we're going to expand a little bit on it now, Vita Arteaga. Vita, how are you? Are you are you still actually training right now, or are you finished?
0: Yep. I am actually just got done with my last workout, so I'm actually good for the night. <laughs>
1: well, well we, we got a lot to talk about before we get into talking about that, you know, the last couple of times I've had you on, I think you're one of the few people that have been on when I've had both producers, I had Casey, and then I had uh, Cody Rhodes producing for me, but everybody's moved on. So it's just me by myself. So I'm running the board and I'm doing everything, you know, from there. But, you know, I talked to Scotty Nelson, who is who is the uh, founder and the proprietor of On The Mat. And, and I told him, I said, Hey, you know, I'm going to have Vita Arteaga on. I said, you know, her her last fight was just. He goes, well, there's never a fight where she's not. There's never a dull fight with her or whatever. He goes, yeah. and that legitimizes the show. He said, so make sure you put her on first, you know, because that's prime time. I said, absolutely. So, gonna talk a little bit about about the future, but you know, I gotta take when when the when the fight came on, you know, when you fought uh, Alejandra Lara, I knew, you know, uh-huh. that she never uh-huh. disappoint. But let me tell you something. My I had uh, TMJ from from gnashing my teeth so much during that fight because, you know, uh she, she it, this is this is what I got from it. Then you can, you can tell me, you know, get, take us through the fight. I mean, she was moving and she was throwing a lot of jabs, but you kept moving. You kept your head offline. You kept trying to close the distance, work the body a little bit and come over the top and just kept coming. Just kept moving forward, moving forward. The only time you weren't moving forward was if you got stuck up against the cage and just kept coming. And, and I could kind of see the look in, in Alejandra's eyes like, you know, God dang it, I'm hitting this girl with everything I have and she's still coming, you know. So uh, real quick, before we, we move on to, to what's happening, if you should take us through that fight, because I got to tell you, I've seen your fights before and we know who Vita Arteaga is, but I mean, that was like the epitome of, of, you know, nails and Vita Arteaga right there. So take us through that fight.
0: Yeah, well, no, well, thank you for the compliments on, you know, just on some of the things that I was kind of, of being course. hard on myself on that fight. I was like, dang it, man, like, obviously it wasn't the outcome that I wanted, but after watching the fight and reflecting on my, you know, what I needed to do to, to have won that fight, I'm like, man, I should have just kept staying forward and not get so complacent against the cage. Sometimes I get a little complacent there, like thinking the cage is my friend and I need to remember it's not, I need to, I need to be able to pin her against the cage. But um, I can't take anything away from Alejandra. She came very well prepared, more prepared than what I had anticipated. Um, she definitely has evolved as a fighter. Um, watching her blast fights, I um I just thought, you know, okay. You know, she has she has good striking, her ground game's good. Where I think this is well matched. But she yeah. was coming in that last fight, she looked better in her striking more than mm. what I thought. And and usually I would notice that she would get gassed out like after the second round. So I thought with her um, not making weight that she was going to be a little bit more tired and no, her cardio, her cardio was good. So I was like, no, I, I, that's, that's my own fault that I, that was my rookie mistake of just making sure that I'm always doing more than what the other girls are doing to prepare, whether it's my cardio, whether it's an extra set of, um, I don't know, an extra set of just drills, extra footwork. I'm like, I need to make sure that I'm taking those extra steps to get better because girl at this, in this weight class and in this division is, it's just, it's just getting better. So I have to make sure that I stand out more so that I have already learned that. So nothing's changed as far as my mindset of my vision, vision 2020 of just being eye on the prize one fight at a time and I will be Bellator's champion, but that's just with the time I just got to keep working myself. I have to work to keep getting better.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it, it's it's funny because at tip, when we had Ronda on the show eons ago when she was going to fight for the strike force title, and we were talking about, about losses, and she said, you know, when, when you have a bad day at the gym or whatever, because she hadn't lost yet, she said, you go through phases. It's like, you know what, man? I know I got to do this. I, I, I You know, I know I have to work on this, and I have to work on that, and you take a couple of days off, and then it starts coming. I got to get back in the gym. I want to work on this. And then you kind of get a little bit of anger. It's like, man, if I would have just did this, do you go through kind of that? And is that the way it happens? And you go, you know what? I'm back in the gym. Let's reset. And let's get back into it.
0: There's where I'm at right now. I'm like, I'm back in the gym, but I'm back to eager to learn back to yeah. wanting to learn. I don't know all the answers yet. So there's where I'm at. And I think that's, what's going to make me even a more dangerous fighter is the fact that I'm, love my job, and I love that I'm learning in my job. I can't get complacent right. in my job. So that right there I feel like is going to work in my advantage because I've already – I've been even just doing a little bit more of just jujitsu in the gi because I feel like doing jiu in the gi helps with, ju- with no gi. So just right. even being in the gi more is making me be like, okay, like where are my grips at? Where am I? Where are my angles at? Where can I sleep? Where can I look for my subs? But still being mindful of the hits coming – as well. So I'm I'm at the point where I'm wanting to learn. I'm still, I'm excited and I'm eager to learn and I have learned a lot and I'm just enjoying the process all over again. I think before it was so of a wanting to, okay, I have a good record. I'm known for my power. I, I know that I, am tough. I know this, but it was more, I was holding myself back from shining how I want to shine. And now I can just feel the difference when I'm sparring. I'm just doing me. I'm not second guessing myself. I'm just doing it. And I'm like, oh, wow, I, I did way better than what I thought. And then just, I want to yeah. keep that.
1: <laughs> and so just like, especially after fight, I mean, you've had so so many fights that are just, you know, so where you're just coming forward and there's never a dull moment, you know, like people are going to say, I got to go to the bathroom, but I'm not going because I don't know what's going to happen. And just, just Scott Coker come over after and go, hey, look, you know, you lost, but God dang, that was a hell of a fight. Go go home, take some time. We'll get we'll get back to you. Or do you go up to him and say, Hey, look, man, I know I'm uh, you know uh, uh, I'm a little busted up. I'm gonna heal. Uh, let's talk a, a later or whatever. Or does your management handle that? Or how, what's what happens after the fight like that?
0: Yeah, I was very flattered that Scott Coker did come up to me. Um, I yeah. always said thank you for the opportunity because I'm always grateful for the experience overall, win or lose. It's a, it's an awesome experience to be fighting in front of my friends, in front of my family. It doesn't matter if it's a small venue or a big venue. And I, if I was going to take a a loss, I'm hey, I'm glad that I guess I took it in Hawaii because everybody in Hawaii was so friendly and so man, you're a warrior. So I was. Even though I lost, it didn't feel like I lost until I got yeah. back and I watched it for myself, and I'm like, damn it, I could have done this. But <laughs> Scott Cooker did come up to me and tell me, hey, I love watching you fight. Keep doing what you're doing. Heal up. Dial things in, and you'll be right back where you want to be. I know it. And I, That right there was just a compliment to me that he, he looks forward to having me around. So I'm definitely motivated me that I'm like, well, and he also told me, you know, we're going to be having a flyaway Grand Prix, so be ready for that, too. Don't know when that's going to happen, but I am looking forward to it, and I want to make sure that I'm hitting every stop when the Grand Prix starts. Yeah, yeah.
1: and that's that's why Scott Coker is who he is. He knows, hey, man, if I put this person against this person, it's going to be fireworks. But real quick for the people listening to this, you're here, you're on the mat radio with your host, Fabi Chula, and we're talking to Vita Artiaga, talking about her last fight that she had, which, you know, of course was fireworks and everything like that. Now, now I honestly, and, and not just cause you're on the show and not just cause you've been uh, such a good friend of the show. I, I really don't think that, you know, how popular you are because when I, I, I try to put my lineup and everything out as, as early as possible, but you know, sometimes people, while well, mm-hmm. I might be training or whatever, this is when I was actually able to put out on Monday since we moved to Thursday. And I got so many emails and so many messages, ask me to this, ask her that, you know, of, of course, like personal questions. And I'm like, well, that's not my show. I'm not going to ask her, you know, what kind of a man she dates. If it has to be a fighter, which I get a lot, not just for you, but for a lot of people, but this Uh this is what we got a lot of. And this is why we have this show. I got a lot of people that said, look, we have the utmost respect for her because she doesn't pick and choose her fighters. She just says, okay, this is who's next. This is who I'm fighting. Because it seems to be a lot of that going on right now. Like they'll go, well, I just had this fight, but I think I want to fight this person because I think this person will be better for me. So, do do you kind of do you kind of get that, or do you kind of know what I'm talking about? Because you just fight. If if they call and say, "Look, this is your next opponent," you you don't ask no questions. You just you just fight, correct?
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no. Thank you. Yeah, that's one thing that um I'm always ready. I'm always ready. It doesn't matter who. I know it's always going to be a tough fight. At this, like right. I said, in this division and fighting for Bellator, none of these girls are here to play patty cake all of these girls oh. are, are, are warriors you yeah, know so oh, sure. definitely it's not it's not a hobby anymore it's not a hobby anymore at first it starts as off as a hobby at least for myself it did but now when you're in the business you're like okay all these girls they they all want to win and so do I so that's when yeah. you have to start doing other things different to make you stand out more and I yeah yeah I'll fight whoever Scott Coker wants you to fight whoever Bellator wants you to fight, just because. You know, I know, I know it's a business, and I know that I get, I just gotta focus on me and keep doing me. So, right. Thank you for that.
1: Um, oh, absolutely. That I
0: mean,
1: that's what I'm saying. The people know. They they, you know, the the fans are a lot smarter now, and they know. So they 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 say, well, that makes Scott Cooker's, uh job or the matchmaker, whoever, it makes that job, their job that much easier because they know. Well, if I say this is who I want you to fight, they're just gonna take it. then I say, well, wait a minute, I might want to fight this person or whatever. So they know. They, I mean. Tons of questions about just, you know, a bunch of different things about, well, what if she went to here and trained or whatever? So we could talk for an hour. But unfortunately, we're running up against the clock. So for the people listeners you know, uh, or do me a favor, Vita, if When you get your next fight or whatever, just like either shoot me a text or, or a message or an email. Let me know so we could promote it here on this show. Because, uh I mean, when people put their hard-earned money down to go see a fight or to get a pay-per-view or whatever, and they know that you're on on the card – they're going to buy it because they know they're going to get their money's worth. That's I put you in the same category with like Nick and Nate Diaz and people like that, that they know they're going to get their money's worth. So, you know, if you, if you can shoot me a text or whatever, so I could promote it here on the show so we can get that place packed and then people will come out and see you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You got it. So for the people listeners, don't forget Vita Arteago, uh, Arteaga. Check her out. If you just put her in your little search engine um, in your Facebook, she keeps everybody up to date up there. Do you have any other social media besides Facebook or what else you got?
0: Um, I have Instagram and it's Vita Arteaga. And then I, um, I'm not very active on Twitter. I guess I should be just because I, I feel a lot of people are active on Twitter, but um, I also have Twitter and it's uh, Vita Arteaga as well. So just my okay, first well, and my last name. Yeah, for for the people
1: listening, make sure you follow her on there because she keeps you know people up to date on the social media. So we, we you'll know when her next fight is, and we can everybody can can tune into that. So a million thank yous for coming on. Hey, we definitely this show. We wish you the best of luck. I mean, uh, never disappoint. So we here at On the Mat Radio appreciate it. So we'll talk to you again real soon. Okay, Vita. That great. Thank you. Okay, you got it. Vita Arteaga, everybody, make sure you follow her. I swear, I think I'm going to be sick forever. I just can't get rid of, of this cough, especially when I get on the air. For some reason, it starts to kick in. But for the people listening, so you're here. You're at On The Mat Radio with Favi Chulo. Just me running the board and taking care of everything because I got no more, no producer. Uh, for a while, we've been talking to a few people that are that are kind of down. But to get somebody to, you know, give up their Thursday, which really is only an hour and a half, you know. But it has to be somebody who who loves the sport. And doesn't mind me talking or whatever, you know. Cody Rhodes was perfect because he was just getting acclimated, so he wouldn't really ask too many questions till when we, till we got off the air or before we got off the air. But uh, we know we had we, we had such a good time, man. So if you do decide you want to come help out or whatever, shoot me a text or or an email. We'll, we'll talk about it because we've been doing some pretty good live stuff too. Been uh, going to some different places and talking to some people. i definitely gonna head back out to the Anaconda Academy. Uh, do a live show over there. Of course, Fight Solutions, which used to be Shoot the Bucks, Long Beach with Gerson Shilipaka. We're definitely going to go see him. Uh, uh, Chad George over at California Mixed Martial Arts. He's th- There's people that are hungry, and he's one of them. He's like, dude, come down, man. Let's get this out. I got combat jujitsu coming up around the corner. So a bunch of people that we're going to, you know, uh, go do some live broadcast over there. So I'm going to call Jeremy. I know he had he actually had weigh-ins Today, because he's got the big fight coming up, he's in he's in Colorado. So I'm hoping that he'll be able to pick up. I just hope he's not. And, you know, hopefully we'll catch him after he's finished weighing in because, you know, people uh, really don't like to talk before they weigh in. So we'll shoot him a quick call right here. If not, we might have to call him back. All right, let's see if we can get him going here. Talk a little... Gotta hit the dial button. There we go. Talk a little fight to win. <clears throat> Talk a lot, but they talked a lot about his hairdo, too. What? Hey, Jeremy, it's Fabiano. You're live on On the Met Radio. Can you hear me, my friend?
2: Yeah, what's going on?
1: Ah, it's good to uh, did you. Did you get weighed in and everything? You good to go?
2: Yeah, I'm on. Uh, all weighed in. I'm on my way to go get food right
1: now. Okay, perfect. Because, uh, you know, uh, real quick before we we talk to Jeremy, for the people listeners, you're here, you're at On the Mat Radio with your host, Bobby Chulo. It's just me, no more producer. I'm running everything. Uh, don't forget, you can always go to onthemat.com, check out all the latest information, as well as My Lucky Gee. .com. Make sure you check that out. They have a special, every once in a while, if they have one ghee, they blow it out. So make sure you check that out. They're on the line with us right now, just got finished weighing in, Jeremy Hastings. How do you feel right now? I know you're rehydrating everything. You're ready to go eat. How would everything go on the weigh-ins?
2: Uh, weigh in's went fine. It wasn't too much of a cut for me. Just kind of had to cut back the last couple of days to slim down a few pounds. I um, haven't really had much to eat or drink today. So definitely excited to go grab something right now.
1: Yeah, I want to talk uh, about that because it's a big big thing that everybody's been talking about in the media today about weight cutting and stuff, but before we get to that, big fight coming up. It's Fight to Win 137. Uh, Jeremy's going to be taking on Alex Lee. It's at the National Western Complex. It's at 4655 Humboldt Street in Denver, Colorado. The doors open at 430 and the first match is at 5, so make sure you, you get down there and check it out, and you can also watch it live on Flow Grappling if you can't get down there. Now, um, I got to tell you, man, this, this, we're going to talk a little bit about your, about your fight coming up with, with Alex Lee, but, you know, we, we've had quite a few people on this show and, and a lot of them, well, there's a big controversy. Some people are saying, well, you know, we don't particularly care for like the EBIs because it's not jujitsu in its purest form. You know, it should be the IBJJF rules. And it should, and then they got other people that are saying, hey, man, we're actually able to do shows, where we're getting paid and we can open up a jujitsu school or whatever. So, real quick, before we talk about you going against Alex Lee, give us your thoughts on that. You you kind of old school like that where you know it should be in the gi it should be or whatever, man. As long as we're super fighting and we're getting it done, you really don't care.
2: I think it's uh, it's just a personal preference choice. I'm a little bit more traditionalist. I like the gi. Um, I also feel like you get more techniques out of the gi than you do with no gi. Um, And also, I feel like if you're somebody who trains in the gi, it's easier to go and compete in no gi for fun than the other way around. If you're only doing no gi, you're not going to know what to do when somebody grabs your (laughs) lapel and calls and starts trying to choke you with them. So um, I'm a little bit biased, obviously, but that's my opinion on it.
1: You, you you hit the nail on the head. Let me tell you something. We worked for uh, my my partner and I worked for Tap Out for seven years, and we were doing MMA and all that. And then we we went over to Sinister for about a year with that sort and then we moved over to On the Mat. When we moved over to On the Mat, Scott Nelson said, "Look, man, uh, you know we've never trained in the geek We've always done no geek because we're wrestlers." He said, if you're going to be, you know, doing a radio show, you need to get in that gi and you need to start training in the gi. So we started training in the gi. We went to go roll with Scotty, and oh my God, I mean, it was just, I mean, I, I felt like I could get choked out by an eight-year-old girl. I mean, there was such a difference. And he said, you have to do it. You got to. And we hated it, but now we're we're happy that he actually made us because there's 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 such a big difference with that. Just like you said, you hit the nail right on the head. That transition. From gi to no gi is a lot easier than transitioning from no gi into the gi because there's so much to grab. Now your your match with uh Alex Lee is in the gi, correct? Okay, well tell us a little. Are you familiar with Alex Lee, or, or is it like wrestling? You know you you don't you prepare yourself. You don't worry about their techniques or whatever. You just you just do what you're gonna do uh, or whatever. Or do you check out tape or or how do you prepare for somebody like an Alex Lee?
2: You know, I I like to look up my opponents just a little bit to kind of get an idea of what their game is like. You know, obviously people's games can improve and change a lot in a short matter matter of time. Um, So I don't try to focus too much on it, but I do like to get an idea of kind of how they are. Um, And this guy, I've watched a couple of his matches, and uh, he seems like a half-guard guy. He likes to pull the deep half, play that kind of Mm -hmm. game. And and I'm I'm really confident in my uh, uh, top... Half card game, um, so I'm really not too worried about it. Um, uh-huh. Looking forward to it. I I expect it to go pretty
1: well. Yeah, well, you know, I, I got to tell you, man, we've had Seth on the show, and when I've had him on, I'm like, dude, do you ever get any sleep? Because he goes from one to the other, and just like this one here, this fight to win that's coming up, there's like 40 matches on, on this on this card, and and this guy, I mean, he he seems like he's very passionate about jiu-jitsu and about grappling, you know, as a whole, he says, Hey man, I want to make sure that these guys get paid, you know, what, what they should. I, I want to make sure I put this guy against this guy. Cause it's going to make for a good, uh, for lack of a better term, like not so boring that they're going to go after each other or whatever. Did you kind of find that with Seth? Are you, are you, you talk to him quite a bit or just go, Hey man, I'm ready to go. Yeah.
2: I've, I've known Seth since I very first started training. We uh, actually started out at the same place. So, um, my very first, uh, MMA fight was actually for Seth. He saw me do a smoker when I was seventeen years old
0: um, oh, in a racquetball
2: court at a community college. So I've I've known Seth for forever. I've seen him grow from fight to win being just a small little local MMA promotion to you know what it is now with them being you know all over the country and they're looking to break out and go international soon. So it's cool to see him see him doing that. Uh yeah. he's doing a lot of good and, things for the sport too.
1: And it's and it's you know for for the people listening to us on On the Mat uh radio it's it. I, I say it's not you know a sport. It's more it's more like a lifestyle. Because let's put it this way: when when my partner and I first started and we were covering jujitsu and and stuff like that, we we went to go do Grappler's Quest in Las Vegas. Now we're talking early two thousand, like two thousand one, I think, or two thousand two. Um, Mark Lehman and Hedon Gracie was like the first super fight. It was in Durango High back, back in Vegas. So they had the regular Grappler's Quest tournament, and then that was going to be the big super fight that everybody wanted to come and see. So we went outside to take a break, and I saw Hermes Franca with his black belt smoking a cigarette outside. And mm-hmm, I, like, mm-hmm. I never forgot that image because I'm like, dude, don't you have a, a tournament? or whatever but to see how far it's come from there you know because now people have strength and conditioning coaches you know they they, they diet they it, i mean it is way come you know from that it has come far from that and and to me the boom of jiu-jitsu to where there's these tournaments that that they're putting the best against the, the best and um well, did you ever watch any of the metamoras when, when they had that going on
2: I did, yeah. And I I enjoyed the show of yes, It's Unfortunate nice. that uh that the business side of it went the way that I did. 'Cause so I thought that they did a yeah. great job with their matches. Um they were fun to watch while they were around.
1: Yeah, and it kinda of sparked it. You know what I mean? It kinda of sparked well damn, if we, they we did. do this, it's going to be yeah, it's gonna be slamming. And of course, you know, when we first uh they had the first jiu jitsu expo out here in Long Beach, California it was probably about maybe I don't know, maybe five, six years ago. That was the first time I saw Rafael Lovato Jr. in person because he was a sponsored OTM uh, fighter for a long time, and we saw him. And, huh. and I was like, I mean, this dude. First of all, he's a big dude. When we had him on the air, I mean, this is big. I was yeah. intimidated just, by, but then you know, first of all, he's the nicest guy. And then when we saw him, uh, he was going to go against one of the Gracie guys, and they backed out, so he went against Lucas Late Latey or whatever. And I was like, man, this guy is just you know a, a, amazing, and that. Got me to, well, my partner and I to like, man, we gotta get, we gotta take this geese stuff serious because just from watching him. So tell us about you, you. You got anything similar to that where you saw somebody said, look, man, I gotta up my game, man. These guys, you know, have really, really come to 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 fight or whatever. Did something like that happen, or you just been, you know, just been doing it for such a long time and and the the constant grind, you're kind of used to it. Well,
2: I got into oh, jujitsu and MMA together when I was 17. I wanted to be professional fighter at that point in my life but jujitsu was part of my training that was kind of its own separate thing that i was equally as passionate about and i was you know jujitsu was kind of my base in fighting so um i took them both pretty seriously i was you know i basically yeah. like, lived in the gym when i was a teenager um so i've I've always been pretty uh pretty committed to it uh my life revolves around it as yeah. it still is right now um getting my black belt was you know a lot of it was like you know 10 years of working towards that point now. So, like, it's, you know, it's just the start of where I'm hoping to be able to to go with competing and all that. So, um, yeah. yeah, people who make a living doing this, though, they definitely, they work very hard. They're definitely professional athletes by every uh, every standard of that measure.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, we talk about it here, that, that black belt is something that you cannot buy. I mean, you have to earn it. And then once you get that black belt, it's not like you stop because I saw – on your Facebook, you still keep, you know, training, you go to different, I know, uh, is it Saulo Ribeiro that came to do a seminar and, and you were, were working with him and it just keeps going, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Correct.
1: Was Was it Saulo or, or the other brother that, that came and did the seminar out there? Or does
2: he have a school? Oh, just, there? just recently, just recently yeah. it was Sanji. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and, and well, Sanji tell us, out just recently.
1: Tell us, tell us what that was like. I mean, you know, especially with all the black belts that were there.
2: Man, there's there's definitely levels to this shit, you know you, you see local black belts, and you see black belts that are even like top local competitive black belts, and then you see seen you train with guys that are world class level like sanji or, or rafael lovato jr and man it's it's just a whole nother game like you roll with somebody like that and they make you feel like you're a white belt all over again. So <laughs> that's what I love about it though there's, there's always more to learn and more to improve on.
1: Yeah, I, I I mean I agree. I mean just just following you, just seeing it on your Facebook, you know that you you could tell when somebody's committed for for things like that, you know, getting on the mat with these guys, which which makes you better or whatever. Personally, I think it's great, man. I'm so, well. I gotta tell you, man. You know we've been working for Scotty Nelson for for almost seven years. And uh, he's been putting up hospitals and stuff in Mexico. So, you know, the the, the radio show kind of took a just to the back burner for just a minute. And then we had to shut the show down because I lost my producer. But the jiu-jitsu community as a whole called Scotty and said, hey, look, man, can we get that show back on? Because it's a place where we could use it as a vehicle to promote Fight to Win or Eddie Bravo Invitational or or, you know, the IBJJF Worlds and stuff like that. So we were only off the air for two weeks. He called me and said, hey, look, man, you know, the jiu-jitsu community, they they want, you know, the show back on or whatever. So it just goes to show how much jiu-jitsu evolved and, and people grappling the tournaments, it, it's really come to the forefront. So things like this fight to win, especially with Seth, you know, putting as much into it, really makes it, you know, all worthwhile. So real quick for the people listeners, don't forget, you can check out Jeremy. It's at Fight to Win 137. He's going to be going up against Alex Lee. It's at the National Western Complex. It's at 4655 Humboldt Street in Denver, Colorado. The doors open at 430, and the first match is at 5. There's like something like 40 matches, so you got to get your buns down there early. Make sure you check them all out. Uh, you can also watch live on uh, Flow Grappling. So, hey, Jeremy, we wish you the best of luck for sure, man. We'll definitely be watching. I got the Flow Grappling um, App so I'll definitely be watching and we'll we'll let everybody know um, next week how everything went and we'll keep in touch man you know we, we I think you got something here man I think you're gonna keep keep going you got the passion I think you're gonna do well my friend so we'll keep and, sp- and plus you wear a lucky geek I mean that right there is just you it's know I wear. It's, it's, it's great for us so um, you know I've been working for Scotty for seven years and and I've never asked for a lucky geek and I was went to help these guys out and and he gave me two lucky geese to shoot a commercial. And they took him and I never got him back. So I don't, you know, that's the only no, thing that sucks. No. I'm sure if I ask him, he will, but it's just, you know, it it, it sucks. But anyways, uh, Jeremy, uh, a million thank yous for coming on. We look forward to, to checking out your fight and we'll keep in touch. All right, my friend, and we'll make sure we, we get it out there so we can get that place packed. All right.
2: Awesome. Appreciate it.
1: All right. You got it, Jeremy. Um. Hastings, everybody. Make sure you check him out. Big things ahead for him. You can follow him on his social media. He keeps everybody up to date on there. So we'll make sure, Jeremy, that everybody follows you, and we'll get that place back. Keep doing what you're doing. All right, my friend?
2: Yeah, Yeah, That's Hastings BJJ on Instagram.
1: Hastings BJJ. Let me put that down real quick. All right, we got it. Jeremy Hastings, everybody. Make sure you check him out. We'll be right back after this. Big thank you, Jeremy.
3: Cool.
2: Thank you.
1: I'm talking about a little crazy train action. Hey, Jeremy Hastings is is doing what I'm talking about, you know, uh competing in these in these high visibility um shows. And Seth, I'm telling you, man, that guy, he must not get any sleep. I mean, he just keeps going. And it's not like, you know, it's like uh, five or six matches like what Metamorphs was. We're talking forty matches. Just to keep track of, of all that is is just is just a thing in itself. I mean it it's cool that that we, and we've had him on the show before. And he's he's a funny guy. He's like, hey, man, if you're going to take steroids, let's just get everybody on the same playing field or whatever. So um, he he's – and he competes himself. I think he's got something up coming up for himself too. So let me give John a call. I got to punch in his number real quick so we can just keep the ball rolling. And then it's – oh, sorry about that. But, of course, I'm just by myself write dial them up real quick so we can talk. We, I got a lot to talk to them about the Anaconda, Anaconda Academy, Blue Collar Grappling, all kinds of stuff going on. Uh-oh. God darn it, I hit the wrong button. Sorry about that. Let me just get this right here. My fault, my fault. Sorry about that, everybody. I hit the wrong button after I dialed the number. But I think we're good to go. Now. I myself, man. I'm telling you.
3: Hello,
1: hello. Up. Hey, John, it's Fabiano. You're live on On The Mat Radio. Can you hear me, my friend? Yes, I can hear you.
3: Can you hear me okay?
1: Uh, <coughs> it's beautiful. But I can hear you loud and clear. Real quick, for the people that are listening, so you're here live on On The Mat Radio with your host, Fabi Chulo. Don't forget, you can always check out OnTheMat.com. Check out all the latest information on there, as well as MyLuckyGee.com. Make sure you check that out, because it's got specials going on all the time, so you definitely want to check out MyLuckyGee. But on the line with us right now is John thomas i gotta tell you john i put you on last because you know my show is like in 15 minute increments but i I said i might go a little bit over with john because i got so much to talk about um so that's why i put you on last but before we get into talking about everything um how how are you doing my friend i mean i follow you on your on your social media and not only are you training but you know jujitsu and and judo and wrestling you know crossfit training and all that so you know tell us right about now how you're feeling because i know you got uh uh, submission
3: hunter coming up i'm feeling good man um i had to make some changes in life with my diet and training and working out and um you know at black belt level
1: it's it's tough
3: you know i'm 34 and so i'm fighting guys that are like 30 34 younger older so i had to you know push the limits i'm dieting i'm eating yeah. paleo, a little bit of keto, a little mix of both um yeah. so right now i'm feeling good man um Feeling real good, just taking care of my body, eating healthy, and training hard.
1: Yeah, and you can you can tell you can you know I I uh, follow you on social media now, and I always like to you know I even go way deep down just to see you know where where people started and how they got to this point or whatever. So have you always have you always lived in Long Beach or whatever? I know you you graduated from Wilson High.
3: Yeah, I'm originally from Louisiana, so I grew up uh-huh. in Louisiana, a small little country town called Franklinton. But we moved to California when I was in like middle school, so I think that was around like 1998, 1999. Uh-huh. So I've been in Long Beach ever since, so I'm, you know, real proud of Long Beach. So I've been in Long Beach for a while now, almost two decades.
1: What? Well, well I, I, used to, I coached wrestling at Milliken High. Well, I graduated from Jordan High. But I, I coached at Milliken High for six years because my daughter went to Millikan, and you know you 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 uh this this I'll pose this to you you know you 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 do wrestling in high school and then after it's over you kind of ah eh, you know whatever but then with the boom of mixed martial arts and then when my daughter got to high school you know one of the coaches who I, I trained with he said hey man go over and go see Coach Thompson and and help him out he needs the help so i went i was only going to stay for 4 years cuz my daughter was there for 4 years i ended up staying 2 extra years because you just get bit by the bug man you know to to me there's no other uh uh lifestyle than wrestling cuz it's just a constant grind you know you you're doing tournaments and you're weighing in on Fridays and it's all night friday and then all day saturday you know and all that. so i think that's why the transition from from guys coming from wrestling into mixed martial arts or whatever grappling tournaments it i'm not gonna say it comes easy because there's no way it comes easy but it just seems like the transition's a little bit easier because you're so used to to the grind do you kind of get that
3: i get that 100 percent and uh wrestling always holds a special place in my heart you know because coming from the south being a little bit different here in the city i struggle finding like an identity football basketball if you notice i'm i'm short and stocky so some of those sports didn't work out too well, and I naturally just took to wrestling. Um, and like you said, man, it is a completely different grind. You're always moving forward. You get penalized for moving backward. Um, right. You got to learn how to die. You got to learn how to cut weight, and a lot of stuff I learned as you know, in high school as a young man. And you know, thanks to wrestling, I kept my grades up because going out there and grinding. And some of the guys I grind with, like one of my buddies, John Crispo, we started wrestling together, and we're still friends to this day. But if, yeah, you know, you learn who you are with wrestling and it it'll it'll make a man out of you
1: for sure. If you stick yeah. With it. I mean, I agree. I mean, coach Thompson, we'd be driving to these tournaments because, you know, they they cut the program so much. It's just it sucks, you know, but, but we would be driving to these tournaments <sighs> and he would be saying, "You know, sometimes I wish I was a football coach." And I'm like, "Why is that?" He goes, "Cuz you do one game on Friday and that's it. He goes, here you're at the tournaments all night, Friday night, and you gotta come back on Saturday and you're there all day. He goes, I wish there was a sport where I could do one one game for an hour and I'm out of there. And I go, Yeah, I go, but that's the difference, man. That's why this sport and these guys are so tough. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, you know. So just that's that's what drew me to it because seeing these kids grow and do so well, or seeing a kid who was just really getting his butt kicked. And then, you know, I would kind of take a little bit of extra time with them. And to see them do well, I mean, that meant more to me than than anything. I mean, that's why I stayed a couple of extra years. So for the people listening to us on, on the mat, uh, radio, tell us a little bit. Okay, now, I, I saw that you actually trained a little bit at New Breed Academy. Is that where you started? Or?
3: Yeah, I started in, in, um, in Long Beach. I started at a place called Neutral Grounds. And um, I was a real heavy competitor, but that was more of a recreational place. So right. um, it didn't fit too well because I was competing a lot, and I kind of noticed earlier on that it wasn't um it wasn't really a competition school. So I ended up going to New Breed right. around 20 because I started in 2004. I ended up going to New Breed around like 20 2009 2010,
1: uh-huh. and that's
3: where I got the bulk of my real jujitsu from. Um, Johnny Ramirez over there yeah. taught me so much. Uh, he taught me about drilling. He taught me about like working on your weaknesses. Like he would have a competition class for a few minutes, and then you were work your weaknesses for um, for a while. Like for instance for me it would be side control escape. You know, rest against their uh-huh. back, you know, they struggle like a fish out of water sometimes. So he really coded and shaped me into like the full on jujitsu guy that I am. Um but yeah that's where I spun the bulk of my training at New Breed. I went from um purple to brown under Johnny Ramirez. And, and uh that that's where I that's where I spent the bulk of my jujitsu training at. And then what what drew
1: you over to the Anaconda Academy?
3: Well, me and Giovanni Varelli have always been friends, and he's always been really, really good to me. Um, Every time he has an event, he would invite me out. Um, I had my daughter in 2012, and I kind of hit what you call, for sure, rock bottom. So I gained a bunch If you look back in my pictures, I gained a bunch of weight. Um, I was out of shape and tried to travel to uh, Santa Fe Springs, really it was really tough to make, you know, with the new family yeah. and all the stuff that was going on. So I actually saw Giovanni, I think somehow I saw him online and he was teaching judo over at the place. And I uh, kind of, of caught one my, my eyes and I'm Bellpower? like Yeah, it was over there at the time. It was over at Bell Power. Yeah. And uh when I went over there and I met him, you know, it was it was a really good training. It was a different kind of training. Like they they have a different style than like traditional Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Like the guys yes. have really good grip. Like they were doing like weird guillotines that I never really seen before, and then leg locks. Everyone was doing white belts were doing leg locks, and some people were shy away from that. But I thought it was pretty cool, you know. So I initially met him there, and I trained with him for a little while, and then um, I didn't. I, I stopped. I'm not sure why I stopped going because I just at that point I was so out of shape that it was so hard to keep up with jujitsu. Yeah. So, um, if you that was what I think that had to be like around 2015 ish or whatever. So I got I got really back into jujitsu. In 2017. So between 2012 and 2017, it was just kind of on again, off again, on again, off again. Um, So recently I got uh, got back into it in like 2017 under Marcelo Melio in Long mm-hmm. Beach. And one of the biggest things for me, and I always like to tell people this, when you train jiu you know, if you train in a different city or you have to travel 30 minutes to go you know, train, sometimes that 30, 45-minute car ride, it it could mean everything, you know, especially if you're getting off work at 5 o'clock and you need to right. go home, shower, get your gear, and then you got to turn around and spend 30, 40 minutes in a car, it's yeah. not very fun, you know. Sometimes it's just kind of take the drive out. So, Marcelo Melio had a gym in Warlow, not too far from where, you know, where we talked about, awful of like Warlow mm-hmm. and Walnut in Long Beach. And, uh, yeah. like I said, when I came to him, I was about 217 and he gave me that environment that I came up in jiu-jitsu where it was a family-based, um, a lot of drilling, a lot of, like, just pure Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And um, he saw a lot of my old highlight videos that I would put up, and then we would have these talks, and he just kept telling me, like, that guy's still there, that guy's still there. And mind you, I went from, like, competing at purple belt and brown belt at 149 to weighing, like, 217 pounds. Um <laughs> So it was hard. It was really, really yeah. hard. But training, training with Marcelo and, you know, him telling me, hey, man, I want to see you back out there. I want to see you win. I want to see you get your hand raised There's a champion in you. Um, it motivated me, man, and I started losing weight. Then I started getting back into competing. And, um, you know, Marcelo ended up moving back to Florida. And before he left and shut down, you know, he promoted me to Black Belt. And it was, it was kind of crazy because I was in between do I deserve this, do I not deserve this. Yeah. Um, but if you look at me now, you can see, and I think that's what he had planned for me. I think he knew by promoting me to black belt, I'll give me the uh, strength and the motivation I need. Cause from then I went from like 200 pounds all the way down to like uh, I'm about 160 to 165 right now, and I'm you know have yeah. signed up for tournaments. I'm I just did fight to win. I won. I'm already on sub 100 pro. Um, sponsors are starting to come in and stuff like that. It, it, nothing yeah. came easy, man. I've I've had a, I've had to sacrifice everything, you know, diet, friendships, well, jobs,
1: you know, my family, a lot. Yeah. Well, if it came easy, everybody would do it. You know what I mean? You you, there you and, go, it takes right? something like that, you know, to to get the pay. I, I I gotta tell you, man. I've been doing this for a long time, almost almost sixteen years. And when when I met Giovanni and Marvin and all them, they they were like to to me because. I go let's put it this way. I go, I've been to a lot of different dojos. I've been to a lot of different jujitsu schools and all that. Some people will just slam the door in my face. Cool. I mean, I get it. You know, some people, they, they don't want to. but then there's other people like, dude, get over here. Let's, let's, let's do a live broadcast. Let's get this out here. And they, Marvin and Giovanni were like, uh, Made me feel like family. I mean, they would call me just to see how I'm doing, and and hey, man, whatever you want. If you want to come down, and you know, when I had my hip replaced, if you will we'll help you rehab, and I mean, it was like, you know, like like real people or whatever to me. So that, like that, people who are like that and dojos like that, and, and and people who who do that make make it all worthwhile. You, you kind of see what I'm saying. It, it, and it's like you said, you 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 have ups and you have downs. But the jiu-jitsu community as a whole, they come together, man. There's real people there. That's what we're talking about. Uh, that, like when we came from Tap Out and and they got bought out, Ed Sores from Sinister called us up and said, Hey, come over here, man. We went over there. When he got bought out, Scotty Nelson, who's the, the founder and everything of one the mat said, Hey man, come over here, dude. We'll take care of you. And I've been with him for seven years. So it's just that community. Or whatever that 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 comes together. So that's why I can kind of relate to what you're talking about. It's there. The proof is there, and they see it in you. So they're like, just keep going, man. Don't you know the other stuff will come or whatever. And then now look at you. I mean, I I watched I watched your fight, um, and I'm like, see, it's funny that you mentioned D J Jackson because I've had him on the show a couple of times, and, and that's what it reminds me of. It's like. I don't I'm, I don't worry about what you're gonna do. I don't worry if you're gonna butt school if you're gonna do. I'm coming after you. I'm just coming straight straight after you. And that's kind of what I saw. That's what I saw DJ when I watched his fights and you too. It's like I'm not worried about what you're gonna do. I'm coming straight after you. Is that is that kind of the mindset?
3: Yeah, that is funny you say that because me and DJ there was a funny story back in 2011. You know we both rocked the mohawk. And uh one time the, one of the refs was like, I thought that was DJ Jackson, so <laughs> me and him play around from time to time and say we're cousins. But I study a lot of what he do. and I messaged yeah. him not too long ago and told him that he he laid a blueprint for people like us, like for like my style, top game wrestling, yeah. guard passing. Um he laid a a foul and uh yeah, man, I, I don't really care too much what those guys do and if you watch my last fight to win, um the my initial blast double didn't break him, but if you watch towards the end when he tries to do like a, a flying scissors and I body lock him and do what we call a return to the mat There's like a belly to back uh yeah. front takedown. Uh it broke him. I could I could hear his breath go. I can see the look on his face like it just broke him and I and I recently put up a highlight video and I'm telling you man some of the takedowns like like you remember what you were saying with that grind like jiu-jitsu guys are tough, don't get me wrong and
1: Yeah.
3: um let me go back let me come back to this for a second. Um but like the takedown, it it breaks a lot of people, man, and a lot of people just they don't know they don't know how to they don't know how to accept that, you know, like so yeah. yeah, I I try to impose my game big time and uh, you know, it's not too many guys like me and DJ Jackson, like I mean don't get me wrong, there are people out there but you know, nowadays it's a lot of leg lock and a lot of butt scoot and stuff like that and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm trying to you know dabble in that as well too. But for the most part, my back is the wall that double leg came through for me. You know, time <laughs> and time again.
1: That's why I call DJ the the, the buzz saw because he just goes, man. Yeah. It just it, it seems like yeah. you wind him up and he's just gone. And then I saw that you know just changing levels, boom, and, and, and taking the shot. Um, can, can you hang on for just one second? I got so much I'm like for maybe about another five minutes or whatever. But can you just hold on for like thirty seconds so I can do this quick break? No, nope. take your time. Okay, we'll be right back. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Mundo, and you're listening to On The Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. Had to get that in real quick so that we could reset everything for the people listeners. You're here, you're on On The Mat Radio with Fabi Chulo. And talking to um, John Thomas, talking about that, that grind and talking about how you know that wrestling gets you to the promised land. And it's like you said, it's not nothing against Jiu-Jitsu, judo. It's just that you're so used to that grind, it enhances, you know, that that you know, just more of your game or whatever. But real quick, John, I know you got um, big submission hunter pro coming up, uh, submission hunter pro fifty four. It's April twenty sixth. It's going to be at Huntington Beach High School in Huntington Beach. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about that? Do you know who you're going against, or or can, tell us a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, I'm um I'm going up against a guy. I don't know much about him. I just know I'm ready to compete against him. Um, yeah. I'm gonna bring up the name for you in just a second. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, Jason Yosop is a, a friend of mine, and uh, he reached out to me and asked me would I be willing to compete. And I just told him, "Yeah, give me a opponent. I'll be ready to go and ready to put on the show. Hopefully, I can bring you know that wrestling to the card." Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the guy's name. I'm not too sure. Um. If you give me one second, I don't know if you got time. Um
1: Yeah, but uh, go I go ahead, I know but he's like he's a you
3: jiu-jitsu said, guy, and I think he fights out of Etos Etos Jujitsu. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But like
1: you said, but yeah, really I, I'm not
3: too sure who is. Uh, I was gonna say
1: you, it really doesn't matter because okay, okay his name your is Gerardo
3: Linares. <laughs> Gerardo Linares out of Ethos BJJ.
1: Linares. Well, you know. We talked a lot about that. I had Jeremy Hastings on, who's, who just weighed in for Fight to Win, uh, that's coming up in, in Colorado, and we talked about that. How jiu-jitsu has changed so much. I've had guys on here who are like, you know what, man, I can actually make money doing Jujitsu, and I was able to open up my own dojo. And and you know, but there's there's controversy. You know, I've had guys come on here like Jiva Santana that's like, hey, man, you know, tr- uh, jiu-jitsu should be traditional in the gi, and it should be IGJJF rules, you know. And then I have other guys that come on and say, well, if it wasn't for – eddie bravo and, and ebi and 10th planet and and you know getting all these sponsors to to pitch in and, and guys are actually getting paid we probably still wouldn't be getting paid or whatever uh to me i think it's both i think you should you should do both and i think it's great that these guys are actually starting to make some money and they've they've expanded into combat jujitsu and stuff like that give, give us your thoughts on that
3: oh i'm glad you brought that up um when I started jiu in 2004, there was virtually no money to be made. And when you're a competitor like me and a family man like me, it's tough, man, because you're paying $100 to get into yeah. tournaments and stuff like that, at least when you're not a black belt. Um, but now, you know, I can actually make a decent money. Like, you know, Fight to Win, I made a good payday on that, and I had tons yeah. of people come out and support me. Like, I mean, tons of people. Um, I do want to bring up, you know, Tim Planet because right now the bulk of all my competition training it's from Tim Planet here in Long Beach. And I don't know if you know Chai Saratsu, but this guy. Oh, yes. Chai I've had guy
1: him is, this,
3: this guy is something else, man. I, I'm openly going to admit to you, like, I thought I was pretty tough, especially Nogi. And I train in the gi as well. I compete in the gi, but lately Nogi has just stole the show for me. Um, uh-huh. I just feel it's more exciting, especially from, like, a sport or, you know, a, a, a fan standpoint. But Chai is amazing, man. He's, this guy caught me one time like seven times in the eight minute round so that's like one tap per round and it was just unusual but the 10 planet and 10 planet system like these guys are no joke and it, especially at you know 10 planet long beach chai got some some killers over there man like and it's all good love it's all good vibes and no it's yeah. just one of the coolest places i've ever trained at but the level of training is so high and it's it's kind of funny because if you go to his open mat on Saturday, you don't know what belt rank these people are. You have no idea, so you're rolling and like they got you know they got guys like Chive. There's a guy named Felix, a black belt. They got a guy named Joey. They got a guy named Gio, purple belt. This guy's really good, and then they got a white belt named Marcel. I think Marcel Williams, and this guy pushes his game in your face no matter who you are. Are you white, black, blue, purple, brown? Heavy, slim, like this guy just pushes the pace, and he's one of the funnest guys to roll with because he don't care who you are. He pushes his game, and um, I've been growing in leaps and bounds there. And you know, in jiu so a lot of people talk a lot about you know loyalty, and you know a lot of people kind of make this cult environment. Which yeah, you know when you wrestle, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but when you wrestle, you know we would go like for the CIF finals. You know I wrestled at Wilson, and for more league, J- J- uh, Jordan, Wilson, uh Polly. Look at these. We're all like our rivals, but when it came to like, um, when it comes time to CIF and represent, we all represent the same division. So we would go to those high schools and we were all trained together, and that's what I'm used to. You know, belt level at so I'm in the lightweight category now, where just where most men fall. You know, Um, I I have to have training partners. I have to have bodies. I have to have people who can push me. Like you have to have that, and if you don't have that. You're gonna struggle, and that's what happened to me my first year in Black Belt. I went like 0 and six or 0 and seven, and for the first time in my career, I had a losing record, and I, I had to change, man. I had to seek training, and uh, I got I got a shout out, you know, Planet Long Beach because yeah, I, there I have all the partners I need, and I get pushed, man. I get pushed so far in my comfort zone that some days it's hard to want to to want to go. You know, I have to get some caffeine or get some green tea, and just be like, dude, you're going, yeah. you know. So well, I, I am sharp as I but yeah. Hey, well, you're
1: I met, right. You're right. <laughs> I met Chai because uh, I used to do uh, some cage announcing for King of the Cage. And uh, at that, this was, we're talking maybe three years ago or so, four years ago. They were doing so many shows that Dean Stone was a regular announcer, but they would use me uh, when they were double booked or he couldn't make it. And I was doing like 12 shows a year. So I met Chai. He was fighting for King of the Cage. And when I saw him, I'm like, man, this, this, this kid's good. So I think... I, I don't know, because I haven't talked to him since then, that he was maybe uh, heading towards an MMA career, and then he just got so into 10th Planet and, and all that, that he said, hey, man, I'm going to stay here and, and, you know, and do my thing. But I got to tell you, I you know, I, I hate it. It's funny because I've had – uh uh, Gio Mar- Martinez on here, him and his brother, Rich Boogeyman Martinez, I've had Gio on here, and we've talked, and I told him, I said, man, I when I see that stuff, I hate it, he goes, why do you hate it? I go, because I can't do it, I'm fat, I can't make, and he goes, no, man, he goes, it's not, it's not that, he goes, if you come to one of my, you know, to San Diego, where I'm at, I'll show you, you know, you you, you don't have to be, you know, this it's just us. We're so wiry. People kind of get that concept, but it, but it's not. We'll we, you know we'll help you, or whatever. So nicest guys that that I've met. But I see it, and and I'm a little intimidated. But I guess maybe it's because I've seen them. But it's like you say, hey man, I want to up my game. I'm going over there. I'm working with these guys, and that's gonna make me uh, an even better competitor. Correct.
3: Right. And one thing I want to add to that was, what coming from a traditional gee background, a lot of people have this thing against implant it. Like like oh they, they smoke a lot of weed or they, they do this the vapor right, they make fun of the turns <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. And from the outside of the room it is different, but just like anything else in life, whatever people don't understand they, they seem to be intimidated by. But, you know, um one, I'm glad to see this stuff because there's something called a wrong side tri- a triangle, um, that they do off the um the rubber guard. Um and it's it's deceiving because you think you're fine or you go to them a plaza, but you're still being choked like some of the stuff I'm going to openly admit to you, I don't have the flexibility to do, but I like to learn it. I like to learn how to defend it. And, yeah. um, you know, for some people like like me, short and stocky, I can't do, like, full rubber guard, but they got something called, like, the New Jersey, where it's from, like, a butterfly half guard, and I can actually yeah. do that. So I started doing, I started teaching my students, like, little ways to do it so I can counter it. And uh, like I said, man, 10 Cannon is no joke. And not only that, man, they have good fundamentals. They do a lot of drilling. They got a very strict, like, drilling system and I'm yes. telling you, man, like, don't sleep on Tim planet, man. Like don't sleep on them. Those guys are grinders and they got some legit stuff. And I'm very thankful for Eddie Bravo because he, you know, he expanded this, this fight to win scene, this the submission only scene. And like you said yeah. earlier, man, there wasn't very money for like small time jiu-jitsu in the past. And now like fight to win with Seth Daniels, you know, I told Seth, like, thank you for giving me the opportunity, man. Cause since here I've grown in leaps and bounds and, in About a month you know and I'm and like you said if, if you see you see my social media I'm not taking it for granted I'm pushing the envelope man i I'm, I'm not yeah. cross fitting cross training linking up with friends to train drilling with my students you know doing whatever i can to to stay on top of the the, the competition
1: yeah and, and nowadays you have to i mean you have to have you have it all you have to train you have to be because you could be the best technical jiu-jitsu uh grappler in the world, but if you get gassed they'll own you. I mean, it's just, it's just a fact I've taken two seminars in my whole life. One was Jeff Munson and the other was Randy Couture when he first opened out there in Vegas, because I thought, well, wrestling background, I gotta, you know, I gotta go with these guys who are, who, you know, have the wrestling background. But since we've got the show and went to different dojos and seen like people like Rafael Lovato Jr. and stuff like that, there's so, you know, so much more to it or whatever that that's, that's what really got us going. Or whatever we're talking before when I was talking to um, Jeremy, uh, we we were just wrestlers, my my partner and I. But when we moved over to on the mat, Scotty Nelson, the the founder of on the mat, he's like, "You guys got to train the geek." He goes, "You have to if you're going to be doing a radio show, you, you know, you got to know." It. And we just got our ass kicked first first of all by him, you know, because he he took us enrolled, and I was I like my body wanted to get up the next day for work, but. Uh, My mind was saying yeah, but my body was saying no, but I mean, now, I mean, we we do it because we have to, and and like you said, it just keeps moving onward and upward, so you have to up your game, but anyways, I'm sorry, I hate to ramble, but for the people listening, gotta I only got a few more minutes left, we're Mexican, man, they'll they'll kick us out of here real quick, but uh, for the people (laughs) listening, don't forget, you've got to check out Submission Hunter Pro 54 It's April 26th It's going to be at Huntington Beach High uh, I'll keep everybody posted on my social media So we could uh, go down there and check it out uh, Get that place packed so they can come And see these uh, submission matches But real quick before we get out there We always have the big question for everybody I'm going to give you my thoughts And then you, you tell me um, I've wanted to see Joel Romero win the belt For ages man I love that guy I call him the miracle of modern science But Israel Alanya is is so opposite. I mean that guy's stand-up. I mean he hits you and he's got combinations and he moves his head off that center line. What I hope is that Yoel closes the distance, gets him to the ground, and and maybe pounds him out. But for some reason, these wrestlers they, they want to stand and throw hands. I don't I don't know why. So I have a feeling that Yoel's gonna try to stand with them and Israel Araña is gonna just gonna um, bust him up. If well will close that distance and get him down, I think he's going to win the belt. So give us your thoughts on that big fight.
3: No worries. Sean Shirk, Matt Hughes, um, yes. a lot of these guys, Chad Mendez and I follow all these guys. I grew up watching them. They all kind of let off the wrestling, and they start, you know, trying to use the hands, which is cool, in your foundation. So mm-hmm. like, like you said, I would love to see your, your use his wrestling and get his takedown. Big, strong guy, stay on top. <laughs> Um, I think he's going to try to stand. I think he's going to go in. I can't say his name. I think he's going to go in his opponent's favor. But you yeah. can't sleep on Yell's one-hit knockout power with flying knees. And, you know, yeah. the dude, is, he got heavy hands. So I'm hoping he can pull off, you know, a haymaker and knock him out or, you know, a flying knee somewhere. But I really want to see him win. But I don't think he's going to rely on his wrestling. I wish he would, but I just don't see him. It's just, I think that adrenaline rush and that, that excitement that comes <laughs> from those knockouts and the highlight reel, I think it just takes over.
1: Yeah, that's that's you know as annoying as Chael Sonnen was or whatever that that was his mentality. He's going to close the distance and he's going to get you to the ground. You know Matt Lindland would 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 do the same thing you know or whatever. But but that's what I'm hoping he's going to do. But for some reason I don't know if they get in that cage they you know they get macho or whatever. Say man I'm going to stand. Even Ronda, I think Ronda got a taste yeah. of a knockout and and she completely you know uh, put aside what got her to the promised land you know, and, and, you know, cause she can do, she gets up against the case. She takes those hip and you're going over, you know what I mean? So I, I hope he does. We wish him the best of luck. Definitely going to check out that show. I, I got to tell you, John, I really appreciate you coming on. I was looking forward to having you on because you know, guys like, like you that are hungry and, and do it all, you know, uh, wrestling and make sure you got your crossfit going and really put into it. You know, that, that's what we like to see. The people only see the finished product. They see you up there grappling away. They don't see that, you know, where you're, you're training and you're cutting weight. And you, you know, you got so much that that you have to put in it. So we really appreciate you coming out. So for the people, listeners, don't forget, got to check him out. It's at Submission Hunter Pro 54. It's April 26th, right around the corner. It's going to be at Huntington Beach High School. I'm definitely going to be there. I'm going to go check that out for sure. And we'll keep everybody posted on the social media so that you guys can get down there and go check it out for yourself. And we look forward to seeing that that match, man. I mean, great things. I think you got something, man. I think you, you, you know, just going to keep moving onward and upward. So uh, I know I got you. If you put um, John Thomas in your, in your little uh, Facebook uh, search, he comes up. Um, any other social media you got besides that, John? Uh,
3: my main one I use is at uh, Blue Collar Grappler on Instagram. So it's just at Blue Collar Grappler, all one word.
1: Okay, perfect. We'll put that on our social media so everybody can follow you on that. Again, a million thank yous for coming on. I'm going to come out and see you pretty soon, for sure. We're so close. I mean, I'm right here in Signal Hill, and and uh, I have to come down and check out one of the training days or whatever so I can give the people the inside, inside scoop. All right, my friend?
3: I, I want to tell you thank you, and on my next order, I got you on a sweatshirt, man.
1: Oh yeah, I like those. Those are awesome. I'm gonna say it in Spanish so the people know. Esta es un gran placer, un gran placer para dar contigo, which means it's always a pleasure to to have you on and and talk to somebody with the passion that you have. So we'll definitely keep everybody in touch with you. All right, my friend, a million thank yous for coming on. We'll talk to you again real soon, okay?
3: Thank you, man. Take care.
1: All right, you got John Thomas, everybody. Awesomeness, just true awesome. And you know, I it, it, people always say, God dang you, get so hyped up. That's why you start coughing because you're taking them gotta take a deep breath. But <clears throat> I am telling you, man, it's 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 the greatest sport in the world. You know, mixed martial arts, judo, jiu-jitsu, it, it's such a tight knit community, and it takes so much, you know, to, to get there. That's why when I have people like Vitor, Tiaga, Jeremy Hastings, and John uh uh Thomas, people like that you know, it, it's great, man, because they're doing so much and you work so hard to get to a certain point or whatever. That's why we, you know, have them on so we can get the get the inside scoop and talk about that. So big fights coming up this weekend, man. I hope Joel Romero does it. I also hope Joanna Janjerzik does it. Um, she, to me, you know, she was so uh, hardcore. Like when she was uh, When she was coaching the ultimate fighter, you know, she's like, You guys are spoiled. I can't believe it, you know. And to me, Dana put out today, he goes, you know, this this girl that she's fighting, I can't pronounce her name either, uh, that's from China, you know, she's not messing around. This girl's coming to fight. And Joanna's taking pictures and she's taking like these modeling pictures and stuff. You know, she better, she better be prepared because this girl's coming to fight. So I wish both of them the best of luck. I mean, it takes a lot for me to buy the pay-per-view. You know, I'm going to go ahead and get it just for those two matches alone. I think it's going to be huge. and, And I hope like John and I were talking about, you know, well, uh, closes that distance, gets him to the ground and punches him out, and maybe some ground and pound. Or even if he gets that top position, man, he's going to put that weight on him and maybe gas him out by about the third or fourth round and then he can, you know, do some damage. So big thanks to all my guests for coming, man. I appreciate it. It's great to have uh, people like this on that are passionate and everything. So we'll be right back here next Wednesday. Don't forget, big show coming up this Sunday. Well, actually, Saturday, Compton Mania. Uh, my daughter, Nicolette Marie, she's going to be over there um, I'm going to be down there checking out. Of course, I always bring my gear because you never know what's happening. But Sunday, March 8th at the Lucha Libre Arena in Los Angeles, doors open at five first matches at six. Mm-hmm. Myself and Jason Castle will be going up against Guyam from Los Chivos and Vito Fertelli for the Lucha Libre Alliance Tag Team belts. Hopefully, we'll come home with some gold because I'm ready. I mean, it, it, they... Bad news for them. They caught me at a time where I'm actually in pretty decent shape. I look forward to it. To the people who are listening, man, I'll make sure to put up on social media all my guests so that you can follow them. Uh, big shout out to Seth Daniels, too, man, and Eddie Bravo, too. Those guys, if it wasn't for them, man, doing what they do, you know, a lot of this stuff wouldn't be going on. So we appreciate them as well as all my guests. So we'll make sure we see everybody right back here next Thursday, 7 to eight thirty p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I appreciate all of you listening. Big ups to Scotty Nelson for... Taking care of us and making sure you